Good afternoon. This will be a cottonseed update for Tuesday, February 13th. Well, the seed markets are starting to drift a touch lower here with now Memphis North bid at 270, offered at 280. North Carolina bid at 235, offered at 240 for open tops. Bids for containers, loaded containers, are $10 a ton higher. Georgia right now for open tops bid at 235, offered at 240. West Texas values right now are openly offered at $365 a ton. And those are for vans coming off the East Coast. That should put the t- truck market trade somewhere around 350 355 on the bid and closer to 370 on the offer. We've been talking for a while now how we felt like the after the first of the year, uh, we should see a seasonal uh, drifting lower of prices. We're starting to see that now. And it's due to a combination of factors. Number one, the crush demand that has been in bidding and supporting this market through January is starting to fade. They've extended coverage now well into March, maybe even early April. So the oil mills are backing out of this market. The dairy demand that has been soft uh, with this run up in prices and the run down in proteins, soybean meal, uh, DDGs and things like that. We lost the dairy demand into November and December. Uh, So that's starting to kick into the market. And the export market is also starting to slow as the coverage has been extended now through the end of March. I don't expect dairy demand to recover uh, unless we get a a drift lower in prices and become more competitive with other feed ingredients. And for that reason, I think we are due for a $10, $15 a ton correction from here. Ultimately taking 20 maybe $30 a ton off from the highs that we saw here just uh, three, four weeks ago. Uh, I expect a test maybe of $250 a ton in Memphis North, $225, maybe $220 in the Carolinas and Georgia, and then drifting down to $350 in West Texas. Those values should go a long way in A, getting the dairies re-stimulated, uh, that demand re-stimulated, getting the exports back competitive. Uh, we will remain competitive in the export market through May. That'll be as uh, South American harvest starts in May and June. Australian harvest will start in May and June. So sometime in that May-June period, we will lose the global export business. But that's a very normal seasonal pattern. Uh, The crush demand that has now extended coverage through March, which should also come in as seed prices drift lower and they will extend coverage into the second quarter. But I think we should expect and prepare for you know, another $10, $15 a ton drift lower in seed prices at a minimum. But I think that'll go a long way in reestablishing demand early enough in the season to create the volatility that I'm looking for toward the end of the year, where we will deal with a combination of a far smaller crop than the USDA has been projecting for a long time. We should drift this uh, total production number down to about 12 million bales. That would be basically two and a half million bales smaller than last year, some 700,000 tons of seed less than last year. That would be a minimum. Uh, These new varieties are also kicking out lower seed yields, so it might even be lower than that. And so, you know, all of that demand has to come off of just the dairies. And at this point, it's not exactly clear that has happened. But again, if we can drift lower, re-stimulate the dairy demand, That would go a long way in confirming my thesis that we should see an extraordinarily volatile summer, that May, June, July, August timeframe, where sort of the fundamentals and the reality of it will play out. 
It'll be a combination of you know slightly better expected uh, than expected demand or demand that will surpass the seed supply that we've got this year. And then we should see that volatility play out. It's also a very normal seasonal pattern where after the first of the year, we drift lower into February, March. Uh, and then we have the normal seasonal bump April forward. Uh, this year might be a little bit more accelerated, especially if we can get the grain markets to bottom out here. We have seen extraordinarily heavy fund selling. In fact, record fund selling that has helped push corn and beans down pretty dramatically here over the last 60 days. I think at some point this spring that will reverse. Funds are not going to want to go long or be that this short into the spring planting season. At some point, they're going to have to reverse out of these positions and either even up. Uh, and if we get any kind of weather volatility going into the spring, they might even flip and go long. Weather forecasts going forward are expecting the weather to flip from an El Nino that has dominated U.S. weather for the last really year, year and a half to flip back to a La Nina. That was the weather pattern that we saw in 22-23 that was very hard on the western Corn Belt, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Kansas, and even West Texas where we had that record abandonment. And right now that's the, the forecast by the, the weathermen, the meteorologists globally are believing that the U.S. will flick back to a La Nina and have you know, pretty severe weather problems in the western Corn Belt, western cotton producing area. Cotton fiber prices have jumped nicely here over the last three, four weeks. And we have gone from the prospects of maybe losing acres next year, planted acres in cotton, to now gaining acres back. And in fact, probably will end up with more cotton acres this year than last year. Uh, it's far uh, with these low corn prices, these low soybean prices. Um, it's very difficult to out yield those low prices. It's actually easier with cotton. And so we're expecting at this point, based on this current pace of cotton prices drifting higher, I'm looking for about a half a million more acres of cotton planted year over year. If this trend continues over the next 60 days, it might be closer to a million acres. I am also hearing in the Delta that not only will we see more cotton, but we're going to see a lot more rice acres, which will come at the expense of corn and beans. So uh, we're doing the market is doing its job. We're losing corn and bean acres and we're gaining cotton and rice. In the southeast, it's expected that within Georgia, we will see far more peanut acres and less cotton acres and less corn acres there. So that will soften the blow a little bit on the increase in cotton acres. But net-net, I, I expect that we should see more cotton year over year. The next variable, of course, will be weather and what it means to West Texas and whether they have a chance at making a normal crop right now. Moisture profiles have improved, and so it looks like we've got a shot at maybe making a crop. So we have to be very mindful of next year's balance sheet. If for some reason we do come closer to a 15 or 16 million bale crop, which would be 2 to 3 million bales higher, we would be in a supply-side surplus. That would be probably potentially damaging to the seed price from here. Uh, where we have sort of rationed demand, we would need to get prices low enough to re-stimulate the demand, uh, and we've got a long ways to go on that. But we're certainly uh, going to keep an eye on that development. We're going to keep an eye on acres and keep an eye on weather. If we get to July or August and it looks like West Texas is going to make a crop, we're going to have to get extraordinarily aggressive on new crop marketings for seed for the fall, for gin run. Uh, but we're a long ways away from that. It's just something I'm keeping in the back of my mind. 
uh, as we get through the summer. But for the moment, uh, expect a small drift lower in seed prices and eventually a big recovery into the early summer, middle of summer. I'm looking for some big volatility there that will give us a chance to clean up old crop marketings and then also get pretty aggressive on new crop cottonseed sales. Okay, that's the update. Hope you have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon.